the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. It's one of those days where the market just keeps pushing higher and higher and higher. And like in our own personal lives, at some point, we're going to be going lower, lower, lower. And then at times, we're going to be saying higher. And that's kind of what Wall Street's doing right now. Um, Dow Jones Industrial Average, 23,000. The We get to wear a stupid hat because of it. We get to wear a t-shirt. I was there when Dow hit 23,000. So today we blame IBM for having a better than expected quarter. And they're a component of the, of the Dow. Uh, the Dow is kind of stupid because if you take out IBM and put in like a Microsoft, or if you take out... Excuse me for saying Microsoft because that's in a pro pro. Um, but if you take out something and put something else in, it's a total different number. And it's just 30 stocks. And IBM probably should have been deleted years ago and replaced with something like Salesforce.com. Um, something that's just a little bit more relevant on where we're going versus where we've been. So that's out there. I have a family four pack and it's a good one. All you have to do is call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And you need a special secret password. The special secret password? I could have waited to do this on Thursday. Ah, silly me. I shot it too early, but that's okay. Winner receives four tickets to see the San Jose Barracudas take on the Texas Stars on Sunday. So the secret passcode is the stars are so bright. Deep in the heart of Texas... Winner receives four tickets to see the San Jose Barracuda take on the Texas Stars Sunday, November 5 at the SAP Center in San Jose. It is a family four-pack. It is an awesome family four-pack um, in large part. Um, it's a professional event. It's at the SAP Center, which is awesome. Some people can't afford to go to professional sporting events. Um, it's the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. And again, this is a, um, a team that went to the conference finals last year, one step away from winning their big trophy, so to speak. They've opened up the season one and two. A uh, little bit of a road trip coming up, but when they get back November 5, they're going to be against the Texas Stars. It's a Sunday game at 5 p.m., so you'll be home in time to put the kiddies to school, uh, bed for school the next day. 800-516-1220 to win tickets, and you have to use the passcode. The stars are so bright. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I want to change the topic ever so slightly. Yeehaw. Um, Apple is in the news. Um, For Apple to get bigger, are they going to have to eventually become a biotech company or a retail company? 
like Amazon is both a tech company and retail company, right? What will Apple have to do? And one of the things that we've seen them get into ambition-wise or thought-wise is health. So I have an Apple Watch. It monitors my blood, not my blood pressure. I wish it monitors my beats per minute on my heart. And it does, you know, my little circles of activity that, you know, I want to keep on top of. Because you get a certain age, you don't want to kick over dead from a heart attack. Apple's ambitions around improving people's health are growing. The company gave Men Health an inside look at its testing lab earlier this year, which is loaded with expensive measurement equipment. It allows the company to collect copious amounts of data. They've got a director of fitness and health, and uh, they'll have you running, if you're in this laboratory, in snow. They'll have you running in wind. They'll have you... Uh, they're trying to figure out everything they can figure out, what they could potentially offer up. They've collected more data on activity and exercise than any other human performance study in history with their um, studies so far on their campuses. So there's a lot of growing efforts right now for Apple to considerly consider getting into on-site medical clinics with some type of acquisition. They have the cash. Why not branch out the way Amazon's branched out is the question. Crossover health is the thought um, and a company called one medical they're named as potential candidates for acquisition no deal yet crossover health operates an on-site health and wellness center for self-insured employees employers and apple is a customer of theirs one medical operates primary care facilities i've been to a one medical facility i don't remember why uh, but i've been so apple's been increasingly targeting corporate wellness programs to bolster the apple watch sales so companies that offer health insurance, they do half the payments, right? Or they are involved in your health care costs. And insurance, they tend to like it when you take yourself seriously and quit smoking, take yourself seriously and, and, and help them help you uh, get healthy. There's no incentives right now for hospitals to make you healthier. And Apple scratches their head at that. Apple's been interested in jumping into primary care for over a year. I went on a tour of a tour of Apple employees through a hospital. I'm like, how much does this cost? Why is it so much? How much is this? Why is that? How much is this? And the conclusion that I got was there's no incentives for hospitals to lower cost. Interesting, right? Um, would it hurt their business? Question mark. So... Apple, it's not clear right now. They're still considering such an ambitious move to become a medical clinic or to set up a medical clinic. Uh, we know there's a lot of profits in medical clinics, a lot. It'd be a huge undertaking. It would require massive investment. They have the cash. The Mac maker would either acquire a company more than likely, or if it wanted to start from scratch, they would hire people with the necessary core competencies. Um, they have no applicable experience in the sector. Physical network of clinics. What do you think about that? How do you feel about Apple doing that? Well, I sip on my cup of coffee. How do you feel about Apple running health clinics? Maybe at your company. Ah, it's delicious. So there's no similarities that I can think of between a retail store and a clinic. So there would be no efficiencies that I can think of. Healthcare is a very complicated sector, even in terms of basic things like pricing. Apple would have to learn how to work with insurance providers and navigate potential legislative and policy reforms. Apple, in theory, should partner with someone. Today, they announced a deep partnership with General Electric, where they're going to open up a developer's kit for General Electric, and they tend not to go that far. 
they tend to make relationships with companies like IBM. They're like, yeah, you scratch our back. We'll sell some apps. We'll make some apps for you, and you make some apps for us, and we'll sell some of your hardware and vice versa. But they seem to be more serious about expanding their footprint or creating a new pie, so to speak, that can grow. Expanding into primary care would give Apple many more avenues to understand health data, as well as maybe learning new angles and deeper insights into a sector that has had very little presence of, of true data analysis and technology. Woo-hoo, Bernadette from Santa Mateo won the tickets for the San Jose Barracuda. Love the name Bernadette. Um, B is for Bernadette. The company, Apple, is putting its money where its mouth is right now and considering partnerships. So Tim Cook, if Steve Jobs was to the iPhone, Tim Cook seems to be deeply into health and fitness. Um, and our society could use it. What could Apple push to make good for our society in the world of weight? Apple could still have impact that it's looking for without having to acquire or expand in medical clinics. Partnerships could work just fine. But Apple seems to be very serious about health-related ambitions. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Mike and I work on this show, and we do our very best to try to bring you decent music that's on the edgier side of new. And uh, I hope you appreciate it. I do my best to try to be infotaining, and sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a mess. I don't expect you to be part of the 10-hour club. Those who are are lunatics. So, But I do appreciate those who do listen 10 hours plus a week. Now it's a 12-hour club because I do Stock Talk on Mondays and Thursdays. So tomorrow, I'm going to do a whole hour dedicated to talking stock from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Donald Trump loves me. So, um, healthcare stocks are outperforming the broader market today. Um, there were some partnerships announced. Anthem uh, is going to partner with CVS Health to launch its own pharmacy benefit management company called Ingenio RX. Sounds chi- uh, Japanese as an Ingenio RX. U.S. Bank Corp in the news today. Uh, they're a little bit lower. Um, inline earnings, Goldman Sachs in the news. They're um, tumbled yesterday, bouncing back today. So I, I do like the financial stocks. I do, I do. I cannot lie. As George Washington once infamously said, although I bet if we put the fire to that one, uh, perhaps he did. So Steve Mnuchin is, I think, the headline of the day. Headline of the day. Bum, 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 bum. He said that the markets have baked into it. High expectations for a significant corporate tax cut, helping to boost stocks to recent all-time highs. Um, yesterday, I was talking with my guest, and uh, he and I were talking for briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare, that what if the tax cut happens next year and 2017 is up for the year, and then 2018 gets to move to record highs also because of the tax cuts. Like, whoa. And then I started thinking about this, and you know, I've been in the market 20, 25 years now, and it's been a pretty glorious run. 
how many more what ifs? What if we get tax reform next year? And what if the year after we come up with a breakthrough on the internet and you know we're able to like send emails with our brains or something like that and that powers the market higher? Uh, it's all wonderful. But a lot like the movie The Jerk, where he comes up with a new form of, uh, was it glasses or something like that? But ultimately, the glasses cause you to go cross-eyed. <laughs> in the beginning, it was fantastic, but in the end, it was a, a curse. So be careful on the what-ifs. If ifs and buts were candy, and that's what a party would have. And if it drives the market higher next year, that's you know a great concept. But... Uh, what are some of the ramifications that are come with it? So Steve Mnuchin talking tax plan cuts, and I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm a cynic. I feel like I'm sarcastic. Do we really think that this Congress is going to start working with the president uh, when we've seen health care reform just shot down again and again? And uh, just the, the nastiness on emails and such. Oh, did you see that horrific, gruesome broken ankle last night? Holy mackerel is all to say. Um, Eddie Murphy once did a comedy routine where he's talking about, you know, he, he, he was just sitting there and he was watching this guy eat his ice cream. He's licking his ice cream and he's licking his ice cream and then ice cream or a truck comes around the corner and hits him and his ice cream cone goes up in the air and, uh, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> like I was watching the game last night, grabbing a bite to eat and it was awful. Um, the foot's supposed to go kind of straight and it was definitely at a 90 degree angle from where it should have been not good <clears throat> and it wasn't because of good stretching if you know what i'm saying um 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air and uh, harvey weinstein um don't call me weinstein uh sexual harassment issue really brings to front um how things from your past can haunt you and how things bad behavior haunts you. So you couldn't have said someone had a better career than what he had and bad behavior, inappropriate behavior, illegal behavior, bringing him down hard. That is not Um, appropriate behavior. Okay. Something tells me he's going to be financially okay. And that is kind of the sickening thing of it. In America, we are almost rewarded for being bad. Um, you know, Bernie Madoff, he's in jail for life, but if he got out, something tells me he would have a pretty good life. And again, that's just unbelievably sad and kind of a fact of life, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money investing and more. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I tell you, be careful when people promise you 7% real estate returns and they make it sound like it's easy. There's no 7% returns that are easy. There's not. And when people are doing that, someone's getting hurt. So be cautious on annuities where you get guarantees for life. Uh, there's no guarantees for life. There isn't. It's fully downgraded by Bank of America on new concern that it's paying employees too much. Holy mackerel. Have, has this not gone full circle? You're not paying people enough. We're not coming to your store. Now you're paying people too much. So Bank of America is slashing Chipotle's earnings targets for 2018-2019, saying that, you know, the company, you know, has a problem on its hands. They believe that further gains from trimming hours will prove difficult, which limits the opportunity to get labor below 27% of sales, even if traffic recovers. So they're downgrading the stock to underperform from neutral. I've seen a lot of things, but... 
cutting back labor costs any further than has, obviously, then you start going to the store and like there's no one there or food's not getting out fast enough or service isn't getting delivered quick enough or there's not enough happiness there because everyone's struggling and stressed. So launching its own queso nationwide um, due to you know, growing competition in the world of queso, probably not going to be enough to help is the analyst's thought on that. That's not good. That's not good. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything else that we want to talk about, we can talk about. What else is there to talk about? Um, I've seen a big move in e-health recently. Apple's talking about some initiatives of potentially setting up um, health clinics. Where I know you're saying Apple. And now I'm seeing that e-health is going to offer insurance companies um, alternatives. So you're going to hear more and more about apps, more and more about medical devices, more and more about Apple. We've got plenty of show left for you. Don't go anywhere. Want me to talk about something? Push me. Rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. This is one of the songs that doesn't sound like it needed to be recorded. I'm not sure if you're with me or against me, but it doesn't sound like it ever needed to be recorded. I'd buy that for a dollar. J.P. Morgan's talking today that they're saying the latest poor NFL ratings data for the NFL season is befuddling. Ratings for the NFL decreased 6% year over year in aggregate. The bank cites how football ratings have declined five out of the last six weeks. So far this season, ratings are down 6% season to date. Um, that's a trend that if you were to invest in, you would say that football has probably hit a peak in the United States. It's a little bit early, right? Five out of six weeks. Ratings down 6%, but when you're talking about billions of dollars, 6% is ooh, a lot of money. Theories, theories, theories abound. I think, and this is according to Chris Sims, the NFL's made it too easy for young fans to stream condensed versions of the game. So you don't have to watch the whole game. I think that's crazy. <laughs> um, I think, says another analyst, that uh, significant entries to Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham, and Julian Edelman are not helping ratings when your star players are going down. Um, I think, says another analyst, that when you have Donald Trump uh, claiming the NFL is due to controversy uh, tied towards the flag with ratings. So you have analysts now starting to downgrade 21st Century Fox um, because that's how they make their money. And how companies like 21st Century Fox, Fox News, and Fox Sports, uh, when they go out of their way to, um, and CBS obviously also publicly traded, uh, they go out of their way to give record dollar figures to the NFL, and the NFL goes out of their way to share record dollars with the players. And in order to pay for the players and you know all the equipment and everything like that, they go out of their way to pass that on to you and me, where going to a game is pretty expensive. Um, long story short, um, long story short, is there a long story short? There probably is not a long story short. Uh, long story short is that I don't know if I'd be an investor. 
with those disturbing trends. So, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A little bit of fear out there for PG&E, a publicly traded company, and the wine country wildfires could loom over PG&E for uh, months. Um, fires were started very well likely, and I'm, again, I'm not a fire marshal starter or anything like that. Um, but you've seen heavy selling in the stock for quite a while. And if you were to you know, push comes to shove here, when power lines go down and they spark fires, and who's responsible for those power lines? In the end, PG&E, right? Um, but responsibly, how can they do all that and deliver good service to you without raising prices hand over fist? So uh, shoddy maintenance is a huge problem. Flawed record keeping is a huge problem. And let the lawsuits begin. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Talk a little bit about the mortgage industry and what we're seeing out there. If you're buying a home in um, the Marin, North Bay right now, um, it is a lot of competition because there's a lot of displaced people. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I own a home or two in a business property that I feel comfortable with the statement, if I die, you could rent that puppy out. Because I got really low interest rates on all three properties. And I think all three would cash flow pretty nicely. So as a landlord, I feel like I'm in control. Do you see where this is going? Landlords are taking over the housing market in the United States, making it a a market of the haves and the have-nots. Um, and when you don't have, you you want. Now, what's one of the interesting twists on that is sometimes the millennials are surprising us. Um, they don't want what we wanted. So from generation to generation, you know, I've always wanted a vacation home. Millennials today are like, screw that. I'm going to get an Airbnb in 20 different locations over the next 20 years. I'm, you're not going to tie me to one location for 20 years. I'm like, ooh. And then you have the millennials who are upsetting not just me and my thinking of permanence, but the hotel industry is having problems because the millennials like, why would I pay $400 a night for your teeny tiny hotel room when I could pay $400 for someone's house on Airbnb? Um, and there's a point there. <laughs> well, that's a good point kind of thing. So if you haven't done Airbnb. It's something you should potentially check into, but be very, very cautious. Make sure you read the replies that people leave because for one you know, instance, I don't want to be on property with other people. So I don't want, quote unquote, half the house. Um, and I don't want to be on property with like maybe a landlord. Um, you know, if I get some intimate time with my lady. Um, I want to be able to go like into the living room naked and into the bedroom naked and scream and yell and make it sound like a football game is going on or something like that. Head to the kitchen and grab food and go back to the living room and maybe see what the patio is all about. You can't do that with a landlord there, can you? So make sure you read about the Airbnb requirements. Is that not true, Mr. Tony Mendez? I think you're describing my first experience with Airbnb. <laughs> Maybe I am. Uh, it, it was interesting. It was at the beach. I'm not going to tell you what beach. Um, south of here. And what did you tell me? Uh-huh. What's the big secret? 
Well, the, first, the, the listing wasn't even... It was Monterey. Okay. I mean, it was close to Monterey. And it was the listing wasn't even in the the neighborhood where the house was actually at because the HOA, if they would have found out, would have you know had some repercussions there. So they listed the property in the wrong community for, for the, in the first place. Turned out that the, the community that it was in was actually quite better and right on the beach. You could actually see whales from there. It was, it was quite nice. But we did have the landlord guy was there. And the house was full that weekend, and he actually slept on the patio outside. Um, very interesting scenario, and he kind of walked around in his underwear and made sure that the place was clean and the toilets were paper was all there and the dishes were all there. So be very careful. My favorite landlord story that I could tell you is that I was renting a place, uh, a flat, and the landlord would come in. It's a flat with three levels, so there's three flats, and uh, he would come into the house, which is kind of weird when you're not home. Um, he would go in the backyard to pee. So out of the three levels, the three of us all saw him pee numerous times in the backyard. And two of the levels were occupied by women, which I found like, that's almost sexually weird. That's inappropriate. So, but it's his property, but it's inappropriate. inappropriate. Do you have any good landlord stories like that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a landlord. Well, uh, no, do you have any good, have you ever <laughs> peed in your tenant's place? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, it's tricky being a landlord. Uh, you know, my my um, my parents owned a house for many years, a rental property. They had to evict the tenant because they had, by shotgun because the guy would run around naked at night. Um, and in fact, when they picked him up, he was naked. So there's some crazy things that landlords have to go through. Uh, um, I mean, the, the story here is that there are more landlords now today, as the you know we're hitting 50 year lows in homeownership rates. Uh, that means more people are buying homes that they're not living in. Uh, and we know, you know that what the- I loved about what you just said. You said it's tricky. <laughs> and the first thing I thought about was run DMC. Cause that goes back to my age of rap, right? It's tricky, tricky. to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme. That's right on time. It's, it's tricky. tricky. Like <laughs> white boy cannot do rap. Shouldn't even come close to rap. I was, I was, <clears throat> I'm like Irish white, a Scottish white. Like I'm super white. I'm three shades paler than you. Which is pretty pale. I go to Hawaii and like I basically have to wear long sleeve shirts. My recital, I think it's very vital. To Run DMC, right on time. It's tricky, tricky. Here we go. Run DMC in the Hall of Fame. Sure, why not? Just for one song. Anyway, we're gonna have. Uh, <laughs> now I think you're 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 wrong. I think they had quite a few more than one song. Don't correct me. That's like correcting the, the, the quiz master himself, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek's always right. You find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Employees who are dealing with fallout from a fire may be able to use sick leave or family leave if someone is sick or children have to leave school or a child's school is closed crazy what fire and natural disasters can do to families employees who no longer have a place to work probably have to apply for disaster unemployment assistance with california's employment development department there's no legal leave options for people who might get evacuated or dealing with a destroyed or damaged home but employers may grant it anyway california employment lawyers are going to be pretty busy um, though they don't receive a lot of phone calls during natural disasters 
uh, typically employers just do the right thing. And uh, it's one of those things that you probably don't think a lot about when you're seeing houses burn. You're like, oh, the memories of all the baby photos. But for someone's house to burn down who is a retiree, it's probably a lot easier than someone whose house burns down who has to go to work that day and has kids who can't go to school. So the magnitude and the devastation is pretty crazy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Man, if you can't learn from the headlines every single day, there's something wrong with you. Tom Petty was reportedly taken off life support. You know why? Because he wanted to be. He previously established expressing his wishes. If he couldn't make decisions, that that decision be made for him. Most individuals don't make provisions for their end-of-life care, and it can add up the decision. It's very costly. Making proper end-of-life decisions sucks because you're stipulating what would you want if you can't have that decision yourself. Spending for out-of-pocket medical expenditures in the last year of life averages about $11,600. Um, if you take healthcare inflation into effect, that's about 18000 and it's only going to get more and more expensive. So cardiac arrest is going to affect a lot of us. Uh, do not resuscitate order uh, can save your family a lot of pain, can save your family a lot of money when you're a goner. So you want to avoid some conflicts and set it up with a durable power of attorney with an attorney. And there's some estate planning issues there. I talk about estate planning issues with Michelle Lerman at our seminars with CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for one coming up at Los Gatos. Use the code radio 25 to get in for free. It's in the middle of November. It's on a Thursday night. You can sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Use the code radio 25 and you get a little bit of taste of what CFP Chad Burton does. Here's a sampling from his Thursday morning, 6 a.m. show Mondays and Thursday mornings. Uh, new focus on wealth with CFP Chad Burton. Do I have any NUA stock in my 401k plan? So if you look in your 401k plan and you worked for Microsoft or Lockheed Martin or some other company that you got employer stock typically as a matching contribution or something else, inside that 401k, you have net unrealized appreciation stock. And I'll talk about what you can do with that later. But if you have that type of situation, you may need more advice and more accounts. Okay. But let's just say you call and they say, no, you don't have any NUA. You don't have any after-tax contributions. The next step is choose where you want the money to go. Choose where you want your IRA to be. Do you want to do it yourself and buy stocks and ETFs? Well, if so, then you'd go to like a TD Ameritrade, a Fidelity or a Schwab and open up a brokerage account an IRA account that you're going to manage on your own. But if you want an advisor, you have to find an advisor first. So you have to go through that process. And you always want to make sure you're working with a certified financial planner that says they act as a fiduciary and they're fee only. And you ask them, how do you get paid? And you have a very clear understanding of that. And what do they do for those services? Do they actually do financial planning or just manage the account? Because if it's just account management, the fees are going to be cheaper. But if they're looking at your overall financial picture, the fees might be a little bit more expensive, and you got to make sure it's worth it to you and your family. So once you make that choice on where you want the money to go, you open up an IRA. 
Now, most good CFPs or registered investment advisors that are CFPs, they use Fidelity Schwab or TD Ameritrade, and your account is there. So the the advisor will open up the account for you, the IRA account for you. You need the account number. Once you have the IRA account number, you can then call the former employer's 401k 800 number and say, hey, I want to do a rollover. I have an IRA. I want to roll over my old 401k into an IRA. And two things, one of two things will happen. Either they will do this over the phone and handle everything over the phone, or they'll send you some rollover forms. The most typical thing these days is they do the rollover over the phone. Now, the one hang-up is that they'll ask you, have you seen the tax notice? So right away, you want to go to the 401k website and look at the tax notice so you can say yes to this question. If they ask you, have you seen the tax notice, say yes, because the tax notice is just the notice for people that are doing it wrong. It's a notice that says, if you take this money in cash, you're gonna, we're going to withhold 20%, but the taxes are going to be much higher. And that's not what you're doing. You're doing a direct rollover to an IRA. So say yes, you've seen the tax notice. The other hang-up on the forms, if they send you the forms, is they ask you about this withholding. And people say, well, why, why are they asking me how much I withhold? I thought this was tax-free. It is. You're doing a direct rollover. So the whole withholding question isn't applicable to you. So the steps are, if you know you want to roll over your 401k, you find out who you want to have manage it, yourself or an advisor. Then you open up the IRA account. You get the account number. You call the former 401k company and say you want to do a rollover, and they're going to either do it over the phone, or they're going to send you forms. If they do it over the phone, or if you complete the forms, they actually mail the check to you, made out to your IRA, and you just turn it over, turn around and mail it into the institution. And you have a 401k rollover. At the end of the year, you'll get a 1099 showing that you've done a rollover, and a 5498 from the IRA showing that the IRA received the rollover. It's all good. Now, the 5498 comes after tax time, so don't be surprised when that comes, but um, that's what will come. So let's talk about when you have net unrealized appreciation. If you're a long-term employee and you have employer stock in your 401k plan, you can get a special tax treatment, okay? When you do the 401k rollover, you have the option to say, I'm going to take my most of my money and roll it into an IRA, but if I have employer stock, I'm going to send that into a regular, normal brokerage account, a non-IRA account. And when you do that, you'll not, you, as long as you're over 59 and a half, or you've separated from service, rather, and you're doing the rollover, it doesn't have to be over 59 and a half, it just has to do a complete rollover. When those shares go into a non-IRA brokerage account, the only thing that you're going to pay taxes on is the cost basis in that stock. So if you have 2,500 shares of employer stock worth 100 bucks a share, and the basis is $10 a share, when you roll that over, you're going to pay taxes on $25,000 ordinary income. The rest of that stock, which is currently worth $250,000, you don't pay taxes on that until you sell the stock. And when you do, you qualify for capital gains, which can be much, much lower. Much, much lower. So you could retire in December at 60, wait until January to roll your 401k over, do the NUA, live off the NUA stock for a couple of years at a very low capital gains bracket. Remember, there's a 0, 10, 15, and 20% capital gains bracket. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.